You ever look at a movie announcement or TV announcement, and then something weird will be on it, and you'll be like, what is that? That's me today. Oh, I'm back and excited to talk to you guys. Hola. Hi, how are you guys doing? Thank you so much for being here with me. I know it's been a bit. Um, been, you know, just chilling. I got a new job. I did that, um, which is one of the reasons why I was gone. And then I did training and all that. And then just, you know what, things going on. It's tough to, like, get back into things. You know, just trying to pick yourself up, do things. You know, everything from you to watch anime and stuff. Like, I figured out, like, I've watched, I've attempted to watch some stuff and then just stop. Like, I've attempted to watch Bridgerton. The only thing I think I've gotten through is Wonder Vision. Um, there's a lot of anime I need to catch up on, like, Horror Mia and stuff like that. So, a lot of it <clears throat> is basically having to, you know, get back into things, which I've been able to do recently. Just pick yourself up and go, I've got to do something else. Like, sometimes you have to be like, um, I need to get myself together. So, uh, I had to figure that out. I had to get myself together. So I can come and speak to you guys, because I miss you. I miss you loads. I miss you loads, loads, loads. Um, so this is, you know, geek random. We're just going to randomly talk about a couple things. I grabbed a couple things that I've been up to recently, things that I've seen. Um, like the other night I was watching, I'm always on like YouTube, watching a bunch of stuff. And I was on, I always watch those countdowns, like, What Culture, Watch Mojo, all that stuff. I, I love watching What Culture Gaming, because that's, like, loads of fun. They have the countdowns and things like that. It helps pass the boredom. One, two, you learn stuff you never learn. Like, I've learned glitches and stuff. Right now, there's one that I have teed up for, like, 10 incredible video game ideas, which is cool. You know, like, video game ideas that they've created, and then, like, mm, I don't think that'll work. Um, I also watch the Matt Muscles channel because he has, like, what happened and tells you, like, the inside of, like, what happened on, like, video games and stuff. So, that's just a couple of things. But I was watching a watch Mojo one. And they, it was, um, I wrote it on my phone. It was about a doc, it was about documentaries, like, 2020 brand new documentaries that you can watch. And there's a bunch on Netflix, which has a bunch of them. Um, there's one about the Cecil Hotel. Which is funny because it's about, I wouldn't say it's funny, but it's ironic that a movie came out called Dark Water, which I had seen. It was a horror movie. It was about this lady who moves into her apartment with her daughter and weird things start to happen. It's always, in these new, in the remakes of Japanese horror movies, I just want to ran this, like, randomly. They always have, like, the woman and, like, their child. Like, The Grudge, there was Sir Michelle Keller and that whole thing. And then in the ring, there was Nomi Watts and that whole thing. And then in Dark Water is Jennifer Connelly and her child. I'm like, you know what? I, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Um, and I'm not saying weird because, you know, they're women and everything like that. But I was just like, it's weird that, you know, that's the trope we choose to have for those. Because, like, then you look at stuff like um, the conjuring and everything, and they're like families. So you're like, so when did we switch from... We went from teenagers to, like, one random single woman or 
with or without child. And then now we have families and demons and nuns and stuff. Really crazy and red demons, so. Uh, Alright. Whatever. But yeah, so I was watching the Watch Mojo thing and I was like, oh, I wonder which one of these I was in. And there's two that always stuck out to me because I had seen them and it was crazy. One was The American Murder, which is The Family Next Door. That one, if you see it, it's on Netflix. It's called American Murder, The Family Next Door. And it's about the Watts family, like this guy. Um, his name is, I want to say his name is like Chris Watts. Is it Chris Watts? It is. I think so. Um, yes, Chris Watts. And he has two daughters and a wife named Jane. She, like, does, like, this Lululemon thing or whatever, and she's selling online and do all that stuff. But the crazy part about the murder is, the way you see it is, like, it's being shot as you're watching, so the people who are in it, in, like, who are the crime we're about, are in the documentary. So, like, the camera comes up, and you see, like, a friend, and she's like, where's Shannon? And she's knocking on the door and everything, and she's, like, looking and all that stuff. Then you see Chris, husband, come home. So he's talking and he's like, I don't know where she is. And look, here's her phone. And, you know, you know, everything's going on. And so you go through this whole thing. And as it goes through and you just see life. Let me see. Chris had a glow up. Chris went from kind of eh when they got married to like buff. He was like working out. had like a little six pack. He was looking like a little snack. You know, he was getting going on. But he's cheating on the side too. So what happens is he's going through all this stuff, and he's, you know, he's going through, and they're looking for his wife, and he sees his wife, and on the side, he's got, like, a mistress. So you learn that, like, the wife got, she had, like, she was pretty, like, her third child, their third child, their third child, and it's a boy, and they're going through, and all this stuff. So she would go on a, she went on a trip, her last, right before she died, she went on a trip to, like, her parents, and, or was it his parents? It was parents of some sort. They go on the trip, or whatever, and they're going over it. How about they, um, they really were like arguing things like that over the over everything and things like that. But that's little and small. Too. What happens is he was cheating at the time, so of course, and this is important because he's cheating, doing that whole thing. Wife dies. So when she dies, this is the crazy part. So she dies, she goes missing. She, um, that gets, you know, everything that happened, they report her missing. So you get back to the beginning. And when the girlfriend, you know, the friend, her girlfriend, one of her friends was looking for her coworker. And so, you know, I dropped her off. Everything's good. So then the neighbor's cameras pick up. and He had put something into the car. They go through, and by the end, you've had a, and see how he got caught was, the mistress didn't know, she thought that his wife was going to, he was going to leave her, they were in the middle of the divorce, he had told her all this, and blah, 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 they were separated. That wasn't the case. She looks on TV, and she sees him crying over his missing wife, and she's like, wait a minute, this don't add up. He goes to the police, tells them, hey, he's been cheating with me, he told me they want to get divorced, he's sitting over here, and we just, like, went out, and they, like, saw it, so they literally got him. Why does this man go take a lie detector test? The woman before the lie detector test tells him, you know, is there anything you want to let me know? Because we're going to find it out. And I just want to let you know that if we do, you know, it's, it's good to just tell us now. He's like, oh yeah, sure, sure, I'll take the test. I'll take the test. You know, I just want to find my wife. 
why does he take the test and fail? And then he tells the dad that the... He tells the dad that she tried to kill the daughters. And so she killed... He killed her in self-defense. That's not what happened, though. What occurred, because he confessed later. What occurred? And this is the crazy part. Because you gotta remember, when I lay this for you, he saw her. Okay, we saw him... Like, look for her, pick up the phone. We literally see him do all of this. In the movie, he tried to he tried to take a pillow and kill the girls. It's over their face. He then goes in to kill the wife and, like, choke her. Mind you, they had had sex, like, right before that. So he slept with her. She fell asleep, and then he did all this. So he, like, got some, then killed her. Choke, try to choke her. As he's trying to choke her, one of the little girls is not dead. She comes in the room. So he has to take her, after he kills his wife, take her back in the room. Take the body of his wife. Put it in the car. Let's, takes the little girls, you know, they're walking down there, takes them down there to um, the car. Drive to his job, which is like this factory or whatever, all the way down. Kills her, kills the girl again. Again, you know, imagine she's alive now because he didn't get her the first time. Kills her again, and then dumps their body in, like, these silos. When I say crazy, so it's, uh, watch it, it's the craziest thing. It's only, like, maybe an hour and 15 minutes? Maybe two hours. Another one is the series, um, about the cult Nexium. I don't know if anybody's heard of this. I feel like I watch things that are just, like, cuckoo crazy. It's called The Vow, and it's on HBO Max, and it's about, um, Nexium, which is this, um, cult, um, with this guy, um, Keith Rainier, and he's, like, sex trafficking and all this stuff, and it's crazy, because when you watch it, it starts off, the first episode starts, and you're, like, seeing it as, like, this pyramid scheme, so, like, oh, you know, you get, you know, I get you, and you get to get, like, people, and then those 10 people get 10 people, and most people get 10 people, and things like that, and there's, honestly, I couldn't tell you what they were selling, but it seemed like a self-improvement group. That ain't what happened, because then you get into it, and you find out that, like, one, they're, like, wearing people down, so, like, you can't sleep. Certain must have, like, you can lose, like, five hours, and you have to get up, you have to clean, you can, they have, like, night, late night volleyball days and stuff, and as you're doing it's like, we see this through the eyes of, like, a couple people, like, there's an actress on there, um, there's a couple actresses like that on there, um, there was a director on there, and the director had gotten married, a couple had gotten married, like, in the cult, and then the one, like, the wife was, like, seeing it was sketchy, so she, like, leaves the cult, and then the husband, like, stays, and he's, like, doesn't get it, and it, you see how it's wearing on their marriage, because you're like, leave, you like, your wife left, leave, what's more important, your wife for this, but it's a cult, so you don't, it's like, wow. So you're sitting there going through this whole thing, trying to figure it out, you know, you're seeing the pieces of it, and as you get deeper, deeper into it, it gets to episode, I want to say, four, maybe, or five, or something like that, how about, then you find out that, like, he's branded some of them, so there's, like, a cult inside of the cult where he has, like, women who are, like, being used and being, like, broken down to the point where, and they're the ones who, like, you really have to watch. And they're, like, having to, like, wake up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, clean, study, study, study by themselves, only drink and eat these certain foods, 
like he was like wearing them down. So like, so, like you wonder why you're like, why don't they just leave or something like that? They've been conditioned in this way that mentally it's broken them down. And you hear this phone call. This phone call is haunting. I just want to tell you that. This phone call, and the girl's like, I heard there's something going on with Keith. And he has these girls that are like doing stuff. Is that true? And the girl's like, Yeah. And then you find out that it's not only is it real, but they're literally going through it. I'm like, What? It is, it's a good thing to watch. It's nine episodes. You get to see the course of it. You wonder how geeky this gets. One of the girls was on Battlestar Galactica. And one of the main girls was Allison Mack from Smallville. I don't know if you know her. She played Chloe. You know, the wall of weird and everything. She was in it. And she actually tried to get um, the girl who played Lana Lang and um, Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor, into it. I don't know if she did. Well, I don't know if she tried to get Michael Rosenbaum into it. She tried to get Lana Lang, Lana Lang and she went to a meeting because you see in the video. And she's like, mm-mm, I'm good. I don't need this. I think I'll self-improve on my own. Which everybody has their own thing, but yeah, she saw that and she was like, mm, "Girl, you're in a little too deep." Like Rosebond said, he had said on his podcast how she had gone to um, his house, and she started like she had brought like three people over. I saw the video, like saw like saw his I heard his podcast, I saw a video, and he was sitting there talking about that she had seen his house, went inside, like started taking on pots and cooking and stuff. Did ask? I was like, "Oh, I would be her ass." So that's. It was weird, but yes, I watched the Watch Mojo thing, and they were talking about those, and those just struck out to me because I was like, everybody needs to see these, especially because I watched the documentary being clear on um, Scientology, and that was funny because they sued the IRS for like to get make sure they don't have to pay no taxes. I was like, when somebody sues the IRS, that's when you know it's it's done, and the vow gives me that same feel because I was like. If Keith had done right and didn't, you know, kept his, you know, kept his pants, could have had him a Scientology. Could have had him a whole Scientology. See, that's what happens to you. Oh, no. I'm telling you. Gotta do better, Keith. Like, and I don't get it. Because I'm like, you know what? It's not even like... You could have done so much better if you just didn't jump on that bandwagon. I don't know. And then... And you would think that you would be stronger. You'd be like, you know what, there's no way. I'm going to be the one that will be in on these causes. And, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to do all that. Whatever. But these people all seem like, like, when you see them in the video, like, you see how strong personality-wise they are before he's got... Let me tell you, I'd never thought that, like, sitting up late and eating certain foods would break you down. But after seeing that, I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to work on my diet. Maybe go to bed at a good time. You could talk yourself into some crazy mess with sleep sleep deprivation, which I guess, you know, that is a form of manipulating things. Hmm. But yeah, it's on HBO Max. The other one, American Murder, is on Netflix. That was funny. That was awesome. Um, somebody, You know what? They just announced that it was going to be a pop of Girls pilot. And let me see the... Okay. Let me set you. Let me, let me set you up. Right. So I'm a huge fan of Papa Joe. Was one of the quotes in my yearbook when I was a senior and I graduated. But uh, it's one of those ones I like. You know, it wasn't like huge for me, but it was like on the list of of animated series that I watched. So I can be easily like, oh, you know, love that series. So it was really big to me. So when they announced, the only thing I got was I got a tweet. 
there was um, going to be a Powerpuff Girls pilot. Then I saw it, I was like, oh, and I saw it's going to be live action. I'm going to be in the same mindset that I'm in. I thought that the Powerpuff Girls live action was going to be something like Sonic. You know, you was going to have like the cutesy little digital CGI looking Powerpuff Girls, and then see like live action people. You know, interacting with them, like me sitting down on like a bed, and then the computer later puts in the Bible girls, and I'm like, oh, snap, here we go, bomb. Okay, first of all, I don't know how it was going to look with them rounded around and have no fingers and all that stuff, but I mean, that's just what I thought. In a second, I was you going to do that on the TV? Because you know, it was on TV, it said, literally said on TV and on CW. I love CW and all, but those funds, not happening. Mm mm. Mm-mm. You know, I follow Greg Berlanti. He's one of my favorite creators, one of my favorite writers and showrunners. But yeah, Greg ain't doing it. Sorry. Love you to death, Greg. Not happening. So what occurred was, so I go online, so a bunch of links sharing and things like that. And I try not to go overboard on going crazy on certain things. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I try not to go overboard on certain things. So... I looked, and it was like, and I saw the cast next. So it was like, oh, Chloe Bennett, Dove Cameron, Yana Peralta. I don't know who Yana Peralta is, but I found she's on Broadway. She's on Jagged Little Pill. So girl, get it. Moving for Broadway. All that stuff. So, yeah. First of all, there you go. Even if it, even if it doesn't do well, you, you're good. You, you're set. So when I looked at the cast, I was like, okay, I'm a Chloe Bennett fan from um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If she's not playing Blossom, I, like, there's no one else that she can play. Let's just keep it moving. I don't even care. I don't even want to see it. I don't care. So the list comes out. The cast get announced. And of course, Chloe is playing Blossom. Duh. But then it gets to, like, stereotyping, sort of, kind of, sort of. Because Cameron, of course, is playing the blonde one, Bubbles. But then you got Barack playing Buttercup. And it's funny because I didn't think about this. But people were like, oh, of course the black girl's playing the angry girl. But I was like, she ain't playing the, the girl who gets beat up all the time either. Now, apparently, they're going to play grown-up versions of themselves in the show. Which, like I said, I really enjoy everybody like that. So pretty much what's going to be is um let's see here. Okay. So Blossom, again, Blossom's the one who wears the red. She has like the puff on her hair and then the hair flowing in. She's like the leader. And it says Blossom, though she was a spunky, conscientious, little miss perfect child who holds several advanced degrees. <laughs> I didn't know she had degrees. I just thought she was smart. So so I guess when she grows up she has degrees. Has repressed kitty superhero trauma has left Feeling anxious and reclusive as she aims to become a leader again, this time of her own terms. I guess she's like the fallen hero, the fallen leader trope. No one who has everything, but some stuff has happened, and so now she's in the dark place. You know, in anime, when you see the character who's like the leader, but you see them like years later, and they have like the cloak on and the hood on, and you have to like look for them. Like the whole team gets together, but you can't find them. It's like everybody was easy, but you can't find them. Which was pointed out, side note. Which was pointed out in this video I was watching on how bad the Justice League movies were. Because that he could easily he could find one of the mother boxes on Famascara, which was covered with magic. This is pointed out. He could find the mother box that was in um Atlantis, which was hidden from the world magically, all that good stuff. But 
He could find those two, but he couldn't find the, mail, the mother box that was locked in the department. So that was the funny part. So yeah, that just made me think about that. We were like, the leader, we can't find Josh. And Josh is like the leader, but he's been in town the whole time, or he's been like watching you the whole time. That's normally how those go. So Chloe Bennett's going to play that. Um, and she's been in like Nashville, but her biggest thing is like, you just, you know, that's why I saw her. I love her and I follow her. Um, then there's Bubble. It says Bubble, Sweet Girl Disposition, One America's Hearts. That's just too sweet. She still sparkles as an adult, but her charming exterior belies her unexpected toughness and wit. She's initially more interested in rapturing her fame than saving the world, but she just might surprise us in herself. I think her character is more. I don't want to say. She's grown, so she's not dits anymore, but she's grown, and I feel like maybe she's trying to, like, use her fame and everything like that, but secretly she's like a superhero. So maybe, like, the twofold, maybe, like, the black cat or something, where she's, like, one place here in fame and kind of ditzy, but she can still whoop your tail in the, in the corner. So that's kind of cute. Just gonna know. Um, Buttercup was the rebellious badass of of girls in his heyday. More sensitive than her tough exterior suggests. And her adulthood trying to shut her pop up and living an anonymous life. Guessing that with that, it sounds like Buttercup is going to be like the one we had misconceptions about. Like everybody thought she was like this rebellious, badass, strong thing, but she wants people to know that, you know, there's something more inside. She's a nice, sweet girl. She loves being a part of things, living a perfect life, and being not a perfect life, but. You know, having other sides to her. There's more to her. Hmm. The only thing I hope is because, you know, I love Greg. But there's always, like, the characters with, like, diversity. Because you see Buttercup's kind of like a black girl. Why did I say kind of? She is. She's a mixed girl. So she's going to be black. She's going to be, you know, she's going to cover those bases. I hope they also don't make her. Yay. And as a game, I just don't want that. For the obvious reasons that... It has to seem, and I know we, I think Bubbles, no, not Bubbles, Buttercup is the one that, like, we all as a fan base are like, she could be. But I feel like, don't just, if you're going to do it, don't just throw it out there. Make it, like, something that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because we spent a long time trying to make that make sense. And we don't want you to be like, oh, she's the lesbian one. Can we make that work? Can we make that move so I feel like, Hopefully it goes that way. Do I like? I mean, I like the cast so far. I'm reserving opinion. It's not high, trust me. The opinion that I have is like when I go see a DC movie because I don't have, I don't really have an opinion. And then when I'm like, oh my god, that was amazing. It's like wow, it was amazing because my expectation was. Like, and you can ask any friends of mine who have super um, high expectations. They're like, mm, you know what you shouldn't do? Have that. Uh, opinion because that don't work for you um something else in the in the tv range is okay so this is the one thing i want to talk about because i had literally heard about this fate the wing club normally i don't jump into like stuff that's based on other things but this show is like so problematic and I'm going to go talk about it for a little bit, because I know you guys probably don't care. But they went in, it was like 14 episodes, and it's on Netflix. And it belies to a bigger issue. They were trying to talk to things out. First, they did it with Archie. And it really bugged me. And this is what I talked about when it was Kate and Powerpuff Girls. Because I was like, why do we always have to change things? Some things we want 
The reason why the Vampire Diaries bothers me a lot of times, sometimes, when I think about it, is because of Elena. Because Elena does a lot of things in that series that literally got all her friends killed. Like, if you look at it, literally got all her friends killed. She wasn't there. She having a better show. So I feel like Fate is one of those shows that have the same problems. There's like, um, they changed Archie and made it darker. And now it's like Riverdale. It's convoluted. Like, they just skipped. I'm skipped, and then they're all adults. And, like, there was a murder. And so I was like, no, like, none of that's needed, Archie. Like, like Sabrina made sense because I read the Sabrina comic and they didn't change anything with Sabrina, but they made it, like, very eerie and dark and, and all of that. So it made perfect sense. The Archie ones don't make no sense. Like, none of it makes sense. Like, the new, there's one I watched with, like, New A, who becomes the Lady in the Lake. That was too much. It's like everything don't have to be. I understand teenagers. We've all been there. We were teens. Now they're teens or young things like that. We don't all need this. Especially when you look back and so again, back on the Fate the Wings Club thing. What they did was they took the Fate the Wings Club and they created a um they created another series. So they took the Wings Club and they created Fate, which is basically the story of the Wings Club in a darker tone. But basically what it does Basically, what I want to say, um, let's go over the Wings Club. The Wings Club was about a magical universe that had fairies, witches, mythical creatures, things like that. There was a character named Bloom, who was the main character of the show. And she was, at the end, I want to say she was like a princess, or the queen. She was a princess of like her own domain or whatever. And she was supposed to go in and, you know, create this great world and bring the world together and things like that. And she had her friends who were also her things. You had like Tecna, um, you had Tecna, you had um, Roxy, Flora, Musa, Aisha, and they all had different abilities that were connecting with different um, pieces. And you had the guys, which were like Brandon, Timmy, Reverend, all them. So it was really amazing because the way the styles and things like that, and it was Italian-American. It was like a cute little show, I wouldn't, I mean, it was like, what was, you know those things that, like, the, um, you pulled them and they flew and they spun? I feel like they were, like, a man area, even though they probably didn't do that. I'm probably remembering a toy that didn't take place, but I'm just saying, that's what it reminds me of. The show was very light and airtown. I saw it, because I want to say four kids put it together, but I saw it on Fox. It later moved to Nickelodeon. So those were the places where you could see it. So Netflix shows created by the rights, make some series, and it's all crap. It's darker. Althea is not really like a college person. It's like a school they go to, and it's kind of like on the outskirts of the world. And we kind of see that they have the heritage, and they transform in things. It's not the best thing I've seen. But I keep seeing people are like, oh my god, Wings Club is amazing. I'm like, yes, no, 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 no man. But apparently people enjoy it, or some people are enjoying it, some people just don't like it. I'm not planning on continuing to watch it, because it's just not that good to me. Um, but I'll let other people watch it. There's everything, I mean, when I say there's dark stuff, like, you have moments where you're, like, thinking something bad's gonna happen to them. They have to discover who they are. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's not something that I'm really 
big one, but it, it happens, and it's go through, and it is what it is, and I'm just like, okay, that's an awesome thing for you. Love it. Um, um, but I feel like that's something right here. Um, which is the Wings Club. Um, something else I was watching, I know it's over now, I don't want to give too many spoilers, because I want to give too like whole episode on it, which is WandaVision. Um, there's been a lot of controversy because people are like, I didn't like it because Mephisto wasn't in there. You know, they set up all this stuff, but they didn't really set up anything. Let's be real with you. They can do anything Marvel normally doesn't do and DC doesn't do and all the other companies, which was put in Easter eggs. And this is the reason why a lot of times I feel weird about some of these comic shows. Like, this is the reason why I didn't dislike Aquaman. I have a friend who went and he had high expectations for Aquaman and I had very low. And the reason why I felt it was a great movie, just like Shazam, because I could have taken a lot of what they did and mentally said, you know what, this is going to be the next thing and this is going to be this and this and that. Like with, um, they set up in Shazam to have all the different lands. That comic book is canceled. So there will be no, they're going to have to make up for the audience. And I hope they're not going to do what the comics did because that was right. Badly. Um, child um you know they rushed along like they introduced the lands and the next issue they buffed out people came out and then all of a sudden it was over it was like wow that was quick um black adam switched sides and like three issues it was really weird but i'm hoping you know that all went well so i was like you know it was good you know none of my theories worked none of those were great but i think it was good it was literally about grief like her grief how her and monica Took grief in two different perspectives because if you think about it, they were both the same in a way. Because Monica was at the hospital before she blipped, before she went away. Her mom, her mom was in surgery, she blipped, and then at that moment, and five years passed for her. When she comes back, her mom's gone. Her mom had been dead for five years. They were looking for her. The cancer came back. The surgery was a test, but it came back. Her mom died. So you literally lost her while you were gone. That whole five years, you lost those five years. You lost her. Your whole process is grieving. You have to come back. Wanda was the same. When she died, it was like she was trying to, you know, she cried because she got rid of, you know, Vision. She killed, she destroyed the Mind Stone. Then, you know, Thanos brings him back and kills him. And then, bam, she's blood. So when she comes back, it's five years later. He's gone. She's lost him. She didn't get the chance to grieve. So both of them. But the way that they took it was different because Monica's like, charging in. I'm going to go. She runs into the bubble. Wanda literally recreates a whole new world, creates everything brand new, recreates vision, like she's trying to like not deal with the grief. So you see how both of them are handling grief. And it's funny because at the end, Wanda comes up and she apologizes to Monica. Monica says, You know, I would do the same thing if I could. And it's literally like you both have grief and seeing how that works together. So I think that's really like, oh my god, like this harrowing, it hits right there. It's a really big thing. Like how that was the story of the grief between them. And there's like memes that say that online. But that's the reason why I really I really take it. And I'm like, you know what? That is really awesome. I really enjoyed that. Um what about before we talk about anime? I could talk about anime all day. So um and what about video games too? What makes that in? Um, first of all, video games, because I heard that there's a new monster coming to the Monster Hunter demo. Super excited, even though it's be for 
name on my merch. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to be funny, but it's just like, it, I don't think anything transfers over, and I don't know if I'm buying them again. I want to buy the game. But at the same time, I'm like, do I need to? Because I just literally told myself I bought the ReZero game. Um, which I'm still playing. And I bought Mario, Super Mario Bros. 3D World with Bowser. So, I'm like, I don't know if I want to pick up another game. Um, I don't play I'm, You know, I'm horrible at games. I know I'm not the only one. Maybe it's back of games, you know, like, I have to get back to it and beat them. But, um, yes, there's a new Monster Horizon, and there's Monster Hunter Stories 2. Monster Hunter Stories 2 look good, but, I mean, Monster Hunter Rise is, like, ninjas and stuff. So I think I'll get ninjas for that. Like, can we, can we talk about this? Um, and that's what I would do. Um... Let me see. Yeah, the one thing I want to talk about, I so last night I played, I played a little bit of Dead by Daylight. When we recorded this, is like Friday the 12th, which is the same day that um, Terry comes out and things like that, so that way you kind of pinpoint it. But I went online, did that, and I did David. I don't know why last night I kept wanting to call him Throne. Don't ask me why. I literally want to keep calling. This, this character called Jerome. His name is David. Um, everybody's more, so I get more blood points. But the reason why I brought that up is because in Dead by Daylight, there is a new killer. And it's funny because one artist, he's the trickster, but basically, I guess he's a, somebody said he's a K-pop star who loves murder more than he loves music. And he looks like he's ready to perform. That's what one of the articles I read said. It was Polygon. Um, But he, he's there's a is a killer who's a K-pop star and a new survivor. Um, and his new ability, okay, says so his new ability is called Showstopper, a powerful ranged ability that allows him to quickly blow down the survivors with rapid fire throwing knives. So he oh, so he can throw blades. So he throws blades. Um, and basically, there's a laceration meter. So each time you hit someone with a blade, it goes up they blue health. So yeah. So it's like he's pretty overpowered. Um his perks, he has Starstruck. When carrying a survivor, all other survivors within your terror radius suffer from external status effect for brief duration. Crowd control. After a survivor performs a rushed vault through a window, the entity blocks that window for a short period of time. The hex effects persist as long as the related hex totem is standing. Way out. Whenever you hook a new survivor, you gain a token. Once the final generator has been repaired, the entity blocks both exit gate switches for time based on the number of tokens in your possession. Hold on. So that means you do the generator. If he has tokens, you just block the door. Oh, uh -uh. oh no. Now they are saying that this one's cool because he's coming from modern times. Um. His name is Ji Woon. So his story, let's see, is his story long? It's not too long. Let's read that. Okay. So vain and talented singer Ji Woon thrived under the attention of others. His talent caught the attention of young Ji 
Lee, a producer with Mighty One Entertainment, recruited him into the boy band No Spin, kickstarting their lifestyle fame and celebrity. Yet over time, the girl faded. He begrudged his bandmates for dividing the adoration deserved for himself. So he wanted all the adoration. When a fire broke out in his video, he left them to die. The case was salvation exciting him. Emerging from the inferno, he played the part of bereaved survivor, though he secretly harbored a newfound addiction in controlling the lives and deaths of others. He began abducting victims to torture and kill. Murder scenes became elaborate art pieces and the screws of the dead were recorded secretly woven into his tracks. Murder became his artistic outlet. His music faltered. Mighty One's executive reacted by restricting his creative control. He considered this a grave insult. His revenge came three months later at a private show planned for the executive board. Nitrous oxide seeped into the hall, incapacitating each member. Jiwoon bound and tortured them on stage in an elaborate performance. Only Yunjin was given a stay of execution. His favorite allowed to be the sole audience member, eyes pried open. As the show ended, he bowed and made his way to Yunjin, intent on tying up loose ends. Before he could strike, the fog. Billowing in, it revealed a realm adorned with twisted hooks, sustained by a million eyes that would watch him, run from him, and experience him. All he had to do was accept, become the, an implement of the fog, and most importantly, make them scream. So that's actually pretty cool. Um, online, they have the release, things like that. Um, Jin was brought So Yun Jin, the producer, the one her, the one who found him. She apparently is the new survivor. And she comes with three perks. So I'll tell you those. There's fast track. Each time another survivor is hooked, you gain tokens that when consumed grant a progression bonus after successfully performing a great skill check on generators. Smash it after stunning the killer with a pallet. Break you to a sprint to escape the area. Sprinting causes the exhausted status effect. And the perk cannot be used while exhausted. Oh, so if you get a pallet, you can just book it. I like that. Self-preservation. Whenever a nearby survivor gets hit by a basic or special attack, self-preservation activates. I need to scratch marks you leave behind for a short time. So if you are damaged or hurt, if someone else gets hit, it's your tracks. Oh, okay. So that is neato. Um, so that's the other type of thing. Um, while killer survivors are introduced together in chapters, it's rare that they are so connected through the lore. Jeff Johansson and the Legion both come from the same small town of Canada, for instance, but as far as we know, they weren't aware of each other. Okay. So that's pretty cool. I'm so very excited about that. Um, yeah, I'm still playing the ReZero game. If you're playing that, it ties into the anime a little bit, I think. I hope. Who knows? The creator was a part of it, um, which was fun. That we did that because I was like, oh, um, it's basically like a side story, and it does play with the restart a lot. Um, apparently, I left a lot of the Dragon Ball Fighters game because Goku GT is in it. Um, and a friend of mine just said there's a DSS4 Vegeta. I want to say that one's in there now. So there's a lot of different ones coming on. Um, as I drop this. Bethesda has just gone ahead and done um, Netflix. Like literally, that went through today. Um, not Netflix, Microsoft. The Microsoft deal. 
an extra friend of mine because he's a game pass for Netflix for Microsoft. And basically those um games have come through the acquisition deals come through today. Um as of now. Um oh, and so um let's see what games they have on there now. Oh um let's say let's say let's say um so let's see um Bethesda. Yeah, because so basically and everybody was like, oh the Microsoft Bethesda deal is gonna be amazing. First of all, Bethesda has y'all waiting for like ever on everything. Like every time you turn around, they have y'all waiting. Like y'all gonna be waiting for Elder Scrolls. So like ever. Um and then the last couple games didn't work because we all know that um most elaborate now, but that's just great. But everybody knows that as a concept, they are not, like doing amazingly well with the fact that they are true. Fallout seventy six was horrible. Like they need a lot of work, but apparently they have a lot of stuff going. So they have Dishonored, Doom, The Elder Scrolls. So they have Elder Scrolls three, four. Isn't that? They have Evil Within, which I, I went online and I can't remember who he was on YouTube, but he did the Evil Within. That was a really good game. It's like a survival horror game. It's not a horror game. Of course, you have the survival horror game. Who's they just call it a horror game? But okay. Um, but yeah, the Evil Within, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Fallout New Vegas, so that's three of them, Prey, Rage 2. So those are the 20, the Wolfenstein ones, so like Wolfenstein New Order, Old Blood, and Young Blood. And all of them that can be are for console PC, cloud, some are for just console. So that's not bad, I guess. But you'll see, hopefully, Microsoft will do something for them because they have 18 million subscribers. Wow. Hopefully, I don't have an Xbox anymore. Um, But hopefully. That will do well for them. Um, um, I'm hoping that they do better for GameStop because apparently they have like a deal with GameStop. But I'm hoping GameStop acts better because nobody talks about GameStop. I don't even know why you would make a deal with them. But that's what you do. Um, which is amazing. Just fix them. That would be even more amazing. If you took your money, bought into them, and then just made them do better. Because right now all they do is worry about merchandise and all that good stuff. Which is great, because I just, I mean, I got some stuff from there. I have merchandise and things like Pops. And you guys have a friend who got me some degrees. I, I just got some Pumas. So, it's not all bad, you know. But, do better. Because right now you're not making Sony making Sony, nobody's with intelligence with a ball, but that's good. I guess you know this gives them the ability so that Fallout 76 doesn't happen again. That'd be great. And don't do that again. Um, the Snyder Cut comes out in seven days, so bam, next week. So we'll see how that works. I think the funny thing is the same time it comes out, Falcon and Winter Soldier does. So that's going to be really good. That'll be fun. But we'll talk about that more in the next episode when we talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier as we get ready for that. 
I'm gonna go out comic books real quick because we just started with um there's like this new DC stuff which is fun. But the quick thing I want to talk about with that is I'm super excited because the X-Men are giving us more details on the Hellfire Gala. I know I told y'all about it. I think I told y'all about it. Did I tell you about that before we left? Before we stopped? But they're going to do um they're going to basically have they've been alluding to Emma Frost has been sending invitations to humans and people who don't like humans or big business people a party at the Hellfire Gala, because way back when she had a giant-sized Emma Frost, she purchased some land, Wolverine, and Magneto built her this place, and we kind of didn't know where it was going, and apparently that's going to be the location of the Hellfire Gala. Um, we have so many theories about X-Men stuff that I really want to do some really, really talk about it. I have a thing about the White Tower, the one of the Ameth, where the Araka mutants lives in, and the White Tower that's on... Araka. It's funny how the it's weird how everything like counters, but they didn't know each other existed before they moved there. So it's like it's really weird. And they pull the structures from like Apocalypse's brain or something. But it's back to that. So Jerry Duggan, who writes Savage Avengers and Marauders, announced that there will be a planet sized which will lead up the Hellfire Area. It's all it's literally they're building it as one of the most pivotal yet in Jonathan Hickman's X-Men. What I'm liking about this one is all the crossovers, if you know crossovers, even if you ever read comics, you know they go from one to the other or they're linked somehow. So right now they're doing King of Black. So King of Black has like the you know the main issues are like one, two, three, four, five. And then the other issues tell side stuff. So like if you have Sword, it tells us happening out in space or Guardians of the Galaxy is happening or something like that. So it tells you that what the this will do as far as Hellfire goes. There's going to be twelve titles, twelve stories, because every single book is going to tell the perspective of their team. So you have the Marauders going to tell you what the Marauders are doing at the Hellfire and the X Men will tell you the main team is going to be different, and you know those kind of things. So I find that to be amazing. Um. Um. And the fun thing that I also think is because of the fact that if you look at like how we've done um if you look at how we do how how every time you do the X-Men, you don't make it like eighteen, they create a roster of so forth. This last two years, I think it's been like two years since we've done I have one of the issues here for House of X. House of X started in the House of X started in what was it? House of X started in 2019, so like two years. Two years ago, we started with this group, and we still haven't hit a main team yet. Like, I don't think anybody even realizes, like, we haven't had a full-blown team. And the fun part they did here was they actually had people vote for fans and things like that. Well, if I remember. Um, so we're going to see who the team is. And I'm super excited about that. Because um, there's been newer things and things like that. Um, and so I'm super excited about that. Um, 
but there was a vote and everything done, and so all that's going to come down to is giant size that starts June 16. So I'm super duper excited about all of that, about what's happening. So that's going to be probably the most um, fun, I think, um, for that. And um, speaking of that, the unit we have the King in Black, so that's been pretty cool. Um, with that, so I'm super excited to have that because the King in Black is really working well. I know I've said it before about the fact that Noel came from Gore the God Butcher, which was in the new horror movie, all the way to Nail. It's like, oh my god, this is super, super amazing about that um i think i'm gonna do like a little anime episode you guys want to see that later um just about that because i don't want to make this super duper long um and i've been having fun talking to you guys getting back to you it's been great we're gonna get back into things and really relate to each other talk about that um if you only want to hear about anime i would listen to talk about anime um, that'll be released later, right after this. We're talking about anime, a couple little things in comic books, some things I'm excited about, things that are coming up, um, like that, but I wanted to really just sit down, talk to you guys. It's, it's kind of flowing in that direction, because I'm really, like, I'm back. This is gonna be really fun, I'm super excited. Um, and I know it seems like a big thing, but I wanted to really just get out there, be raw, and just really sit down, talk with everyone, you guys are friends. We get together and we randomly. Um, I don't want to make this too long. Um, just wanted to say I'm super excited to be back. Super excited to talk to you guys. And there's going to be more to come. Have fun. And again, just hit us up. I meet on Twitter at popfile.com. But I do have a website coming. It's going to be super awesome. And uh, you can find me on Instagram. WBEB official. And um, I'm always here willing to talk. Um, I have a couple of recommendations in the notes, of course, from live. You can check out on Twitch or on uh, Twitter. There's some falls I'll put in that muscles and what culture in the description down below. I'm waving my hands down below. Let's go see that. And trust me. So thank you so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys more. And